0: Hello everybody. Welcome as we continue on in our study of the Old Testament. We are moving right through it, chapter at a time. We're in Genesis chapter 27 tonight. After a five-year run through the New Testament, we're gaining ground and uh, we have begun our... We're six months into our 15-year run through the Old Testament. Start doing the math, figure out how old you'll be at the end of this. Uh, I will be 69 years old. As we complete the Old Testament study. How exciting is that? Unless Jesus comes back. Which we will certainly give way to. (laughs) That would be better than finishing the run. But other than that, let's finish the run. That's what I'm saying. We'll start all over again. I think I can, 20 years, I think I could do it again. Well, that's pushing it. Wow, almost 90. Yeah, okay. All right, um... All is good, so uh, the reason we go through the Bible this way, context. you know it's so important to understand the Bible in context and to see how it all sort of fits together. Very, very important in the New Testament, because in particular, people have a tendency to try and take the New Testament out of context and take little bits here and there and make up theology that way. You can't do that. you have to hold it in context for that to work. Um, having gone through the New Testament, we can know back now I think we can go back and, and the Old Testament makes better sense knowing the New Testament because one sort of completes the other, but you need them both. And, um, and so it's important to look at it that way. Now we can go back and see some things that uh, can really help us uh, in our walk uh, and just knowing the Scripture and what happens and um, knowing some of the, uh, the people of faith and the stories of faith and how God is operating in and, and through all these situations. Remember, I've told you in, there's some things I want you to remember out of Genesis um, four main events and four main characters, right? Um, so, so you should have that down now. Creation, the fall, the flood, the Tower of Babel. Those are the four main events. There's other events, but those are the four main ones. Four main characters. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph. Patriarchs. Okay? Um, so that will help you sort of know what's going on throughout Genesis, and you can kind of find things according to that. There's a lot of other people involved and a lot of other events, but those are the main ones. And always be looking throughout the Old Testament for something that started in Genesis 3.15, the crimson thread of redemption. Begins in Genesis 3.15, works its way through the entire thing until we get to the cross, okay? So um, those are important things to look at. And um, you'll see things happening already in the lineage and in the promise given to Abraham and that covenant that's working its way through as we continue now um, with the family following. And so um, last week we started to talk about Isaac and uh, his family and how, you know, he, he married Rebekah, how, you know, um, they had gone to great lengths. Abraham had to get uh, Rebekah as a wife for Isaac. They had uh, a good uh, start in their lives and um, were people of faith, although they weren't perfect, they, uh, which I said I like about, you know, the Bible, that it records people's sort of brokenness because it lets us know that we can deal with our own. Um, and uh, they had, you know, they waited 20 years for, for um, Rebecca to have kids. Uh, and, and then we saw, you know, Esau and Jacob come into the picture um, and Esau sold his birthright to Jacob for a pot of stew, remember? Because he was, he said he was starving to death, but it just really was sort of, uh, he didn't care about his birthright that much. Well, that now is going to start making a difference in um, this chapter because Isaac and his family um, sort of self destruct. Um, and and um, <laughs> the family was quite dysfunctional, let's put it that way. Uh, and you're going to see some of that, and there's some things I want to talk about, and I sort of want to set up the, um, the story before I read Genesis 27 with you. But um, what happens is each member of the family substitutes scheming for believing so they could have their own way. Uh, and, and you will see how this just causes great havoc um, for the entire family and for what happens with them. But um, each one had an issue and contributed to the general fallout of the entire family. So um, let's start with Isaac. Um, he had a good beginning, but his ending is, is not the greatest. And unfortunately, in the Scripture, we see this happen for, to other people as well. Um, that start well and don't end well. Uh, uh, you know, we've already seen that happen in, in Lot you, you, uh, you'll, you, if you remember guys like um, Gideon and Samson and King Saul, King Solomon um, All of these guys start well, but don't end well And you can add Isaac, unfortunately, to that list um, he, he, If anybody was ever sort of blessed in the beginning of their life, it was Isaac And yet he, he ends sort of not moving the way that he um, could have so, um, for example, what we're going to read about here in just a moment is that um, Isaac was pretty confident that he was nearing the end of his life. And so, um, what he decided, the most important thing that he was going to do was he wants to get a good meal uh, from his favorite son and cook, apparently, Esau. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, sort of contrast that to Abraham as Abraham was getting ready to go to be with the Lord. What Abraham's biggest concern was, was getting a wife for Isaac. You can see Abraham was, Abraham was concerned about the promises that were happening and Isaac not so much. Um, his, his main concern was, you know, he, he wanted uh, some, uh, some of Esau's game that Esau hunted and cooked. And um, you can kind of see how he sort of missed the idea of what was really important at the end. Again, they don't finish well. King David, you know, at the end of his life, he makes arrangements for the building of the temple with his son. You can see him ending very well. Paul, the apostle Paul, even though he didn't have, you know, his his, uh, son that we know of, he had Timothy who was like a son to him. And at the end of Paul's life, he's making sure that Timothy is set up and prepared so that he would preach the the word and guard the faith. You see how some guys really take time to do that as they approach the end. And then Isaac was like more concerned about uh, getting a meal. Also, um, if you remember back um, earlier, we read that, that God had told Isaac and Rebekah that Jacob, the younger son, was to receive the covenant blessing. And yet what we see here is Isaac apparently doesn't care that that was God's wish. He says he's going to give the blessing to Esau instead of Jacob. Even though God had said it was going to Jacob, um, uh, here, here we've got Isaac saying, you know what, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give the blessing to uh, Esau, and we already know from Esau that Esau is not a um, person of faith. He's he's he does what he wants. He's very unbelieving. Gave away his birthright. Doesn't care about these things in the process. And and, and we also see a picture now of Isaac living more by his feelings than by faith, um, because we'll see in the in the chapter that we look at, he's really depending on his own senses at this point in time. He he's not seeing, um, and so he's we'll see that he look uses taste, touch, hearing, and smell um, to sort of figure out what's going on and they, they don't work because he's deceived in the process. All right, so we see Isaac messing up. Rebecca, uh, uh, she was eavesdropping all the time on situations because she wanted what she wanted. So Isaac wanted what he wanted. Rebecca wants what she wants and, and what she wants is... Um, she she's she's more partial to um, Jacob than to Esau. Um, be you know Esau has unsettled her because he he's gone and married um, these these you know local girls instead of uh, the kind of wife that she wanted. And there's a lot of other issues. And so um, so you see in a couple of places where Rebecca is eavesdropping on things that are happening. Now that's a sad picture because what it means is Isaac and Rebecca are no longer communicating. And they started well. People, they prayed in faith for, for children, they, they hung together, but now something's happened. And in this distance, you see this dysfunction happening because rather than being able to talk with and pray with and do those things that a couple should be doing, she's having to eavesdrop so she can find out what's happening in the family. And then she starts scheming um, because she knew that, that Jacob was chosen to receive the blessing. But see, you think, well, that's right. Why, then she's probably right to do what she did. See, at some level, you've got to trust God, right? Jake, God was going to give the blessing to Jacob because he said he was. There was no way they could get around that. But, but they were trying to. Now, she's trying to scheme her way into making sure that Jacob gets this blessing. But um, so she's trying to control Jacob, and she's trying to deceive Isaac. So we see her adding to the dysfunction. Jacob? Um, rather than saying, no, let's do the next right thing, he goes along with the scheme, and, and uh, you know, he could have said, hey, let's just deal with this the way we should, you know, and confront it, and, and, um, and, and, and he, he didn't. He was, um, he, 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 now he has to, he tells a bunch of lies, Jacob, um, in this process, you're going to see him. Uh, he lies about his name to Isaac, because Isaac asks who he was, and so he lies. Because, you know, Isaac's going to pretend to be... I mean, Jacob's going to pretend to be Esau. So he lies about his name uh, to Isaac. Um, and so he starts with that. Then he lies about the food. Because it, it was prepared. It wasn't the game that his father had asked for. It was, it was you know, they, they got a goat, I think. And uh, which, by the way, Rebecca must have been a mean cook to make goat taste like wild game. But nonetheless, that's really not the issue. Uh... And he lies about the Lord. He gives credit to the Lord for providing him the game so quickly. So, see, these are lies. This is just boldface lying in the process. He's not only lying about himself. He lies about the Lord. Um, That's got to be real. You talk about, you know, there's, so I want to go on a sin scale right now. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I won't do that. So it's all bad, but never mind. Religious evils tops it for me. Anyway. Okay. Um, he had died, he lies about his identity. And and, uh, and he really lies about his love too because he deceives his father into this kiss at the end. It's complete and total deception. Esau comes in. Esau's life has been a mess. Um, he doesn't care about his birthright. He'd already given it away. But but now he's begging for the blessing. See, the birthright and the blessing, the the. The birthright was for the firstborn usually, but the father could bypass that and give it to the secondborn or a different son if he needed to. And he generally would wait to give his blessing, which kind of sealed, it was kind of the, you needed both, the birthright and the blessing, the covenant blessing from the father. So it was normal for the fathers to wait pretty much close to the end to figure out what that looked like. And then they would give the covenant blessing to... um, to the, generally to the oldest son, but they could bypass that. Now, Esau's already sold his birthright to Jacob, so it's already Jacob's anyway, but the covenant blessing has to come that way. God had said it was gonna, but instead they manipulate the thing in the process because all of them are trying to move in the process. And Esau comes in and, and begs for the blessing. Uh, all of a sudden it matters to him when before he sold it all anyway. He didn't really care. It's just, it's, and then, then he says he's gonna kill Jacob. And that sort of sets it off. Okay, so now you've got all the players, and, uh, and you see their lives in your trap. As I read them, that'll make sense. There's quite a few verses in this chapter, 46. They did not all print on your notes, because just, they would have to be in a font so small that none of you could see them. So, as it rolls off the page, this should be up overhead, or you can pick up a Bible and follow along in that, however you want to do it. I'm going to read Genesis 27, beginning in verse 1. Here we go. When Isaac was old... And his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see. He called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your weapons, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like, and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. Now Rebecca was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. When Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebecca said to her son Jacob, look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats so I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Jacob said to Rebecca, his mother, but my brother Esau is a hairy man and I am a man with smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking at him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. And his mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say, go and get them for me. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and she prepared some tasty food just the way his father liked it. Then Rebekah took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son Jacob. She also covered his hands and the smooth part of his neck with the goat skins. Then she handed to her son Jacob the tasty food and the bread she had made. He went to his father and said, My father, yes, my son, he answered, who is it? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me, please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, how did you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord, your God, gave me success, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you're really my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to his father who touched him and said, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy, Like those of his brother Esau, so he blessed him. I just always kind of chuckle that, because Esau must have been a pretty hairy dude. (laughs) If you could confuse him with goat skin. I'm just, it makes me, I'm sorry, if you see me chuckling, I needed to confess that that's what I'm thinking. That is a hairy dude. Then he said, my son, bring me some of your game to eat so that I may give you my blessing." And Jacob brought it to him, and he ate, and he brought some, of wine, some wine, and he drank. And then his father Isaac said, Come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you of heaven's dew and of earth's richness, an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you, and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers, and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who call, curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. After Isaac finished blessing him, and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He, too, prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. And then he said to my father, sit up and eat some of my game, so that you may give me your blessing. His father Isaac asked him, who are you? I'm your son, he answered, your firstborn Esau. Isaac trembled violently and said, who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came, and I blessed him. And indeed, he will be blessed. When Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me too, my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. Esau said, Isn't he rightly named Jacob? He has deceived me these two times. He took my birthright, and now he's taken my blessing. Then he asked, Haven't you reserved any blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, I have made him lord over you. And have made all his relatives his servants, and I have sustained him with grain and new wine. So what can I possibly do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, Do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me to my father. Then Esau wept aloud. His father Isaac answered him, Your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of heaven above. You will live by the sword, and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke from off your neck. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He said to himself, The days of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. When Rebekah was told what her older son Esau had said, she sent for her younger son Jacob and said to him, Your brother Esau is, cons- is uh, consoling himself with the thought of killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say. Flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him for a while until your brother's fury subsides. When your brother is no longer angry with you and forgets what you did to him, I'll send word for you to come back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I'm disgusted with living because of these Hittite women. If Jacob takes a wife from among the women of this land, from Hittite women like these, my life will not be worth living. Blessed be the word of the Lord. So there you go, big chapter, lots of stuff happening. In this chapter, like I said, I set up most of it for you so you could see the deceptions and everything was taking place. And I would say, pretty good description of a dysfunctional family. Yes? So, most of us are anyway, but there you go. You see it. You just when you see it unfold like that, and all of the people, all everybody really only concerned about getting what they want. That's what starts to happen. The whole thing falls apart. And you see it happening. Everybody wants what they want, and that's what matters most. Remember I said that, that where we actually find life is when we finally get to that point where we can say, honestly, Lord, I just want what you want. But, but getting there is the whole deal, right? So if it was easy, everybody would do it. So Isaac's old uh, at this point in time. Verse 1, he's 100. If this is his 137th year. He doesn't think he has much time left. And uh, so he's trying to... He wants to take care of the blessing thing, but he, he, he's less concerned about really important things and he wants a meal... And he's going to give the blessing to Esau because that's what he wants to do instead of doing what the Lord had told him to do in the process. And so he, you know, he tells his son, go out, make me some savory meat. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it just had become a bigger priority than it should have been. Now, in a lot of the sort of religious festivities and things that they were going to do, meals accompanied that. But, um, but this meal was way more important to Isaac than it should have been, and and he says, you know, so I can go out and do this, so I can bless you, and he's, you, you can only imagine, he's already been made aware of the fact that Esau has traded off his birthright anyway, and that God has told him that the blessing needs to go to Jacob, and he's just kind of overlooking all of that, and doing what he wants to do, that's the issue, um, it's not impossible, I mean, anybody here ever do what you want to do? that's sin and we've all got that okay so verse five ish and following Rebecca learns that Isaac is preparing to bless Esau so she devises this plan um, pretty quickly to to trick him uh, into the process I always think that you know none of these plans are like I mean you think about (laughs) but you know Esau had to go out and hunt something first that's a pretty big deal. I mean, it's not like you just step outside and, bloop, you know, you got to go hunt. Um, in the same manner, um, Jacob has to go grab a couple of goats, kill them, butcher them, get them to Rebecca, who's got to cook them. Uh, it's not like they had microwaves, so this was gonna it was gonna take a little while to get some savory meat going, and that all had to happen before. So you, you get that this, this pretty, intri- but it's quite the intricate plan that they they take. Uh, she takes into doing and, and um, so she's, she's trying to make what she thinks the Lord has wanted to happen happen but it, it, the, you know, that's the, the, it's an ethical question does the end justify the means and uh, there you go it, it, the thing is she could have trusted she didn't she figured she better do it and that's where we all get in trouble well God you this is what you want so I've got to make it happen fascinating he can do stuff if, if we don't take matters into our own hands, he's still God. So, uh, the, the issue is, if, if you've got to start compromising doing what's wrong to get what you make happen, what you think is right, you, it's an issue. So, um, and really, verses 11 and 12, how we react to sort of moral dilemmas, it's very eye-opening to things in our own character. And again, none of us are perfect, so I, I think you have to take those things and go um, what does that mean because like you see Jacob, his big thing was he was less worried about doing what was right, he was more worried about getting caught, and I think a lot of people get stuck there they're they 're more worried about getting caught than they are about doing what 's right and, and so so the fear is, is, is it's often less about not doing the right thing. It's about getting caught, not doing the right thing. And, and you know, if, if you're only worried about getting... Here's the deal. If you're about to do something and you're worried about getting caught, don't do that. If that even flashes in your mind, the whole getting caught, that's a big sign that what you're doing, you know it's not right. And, and so you need to stop at that point and then look at your, ju- you know, how are you justifying what you're about to do? Because that's what you're doing. I'm not saying we won't do that. We've all done it. But we, let's, you know, what we hopefully learn is, okay, that might be easier right at the moment, but if I get caught, you know, and then you start winning And so if you even have to think of if I get caught, it's, it's not worth doing. At that point, you should go, I shouldn't do it. And then you should hopefully follow up on that. But those are things, and that's all we're seeing here. That's why I love the Bible. It's just filled with these things that are happening in our lives and give us this insight into what's happening. And we can see how often we justify, you know, and even make it sound like God to get what we want. And, and uh, so anyway, that, 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 that fear of getting caught is really a warning to do what's right. And... Uh, Verse twenty-four I'm down there. Jacob gets the blessing he wanted, but the deception costs him dearly. So there's consequences to deceit always. So here's 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 a few of them. Um, he never gets to see his mother again. His brother wants to kill him. Uh, he's going to be deceived by his uncle, who he runs to. His family becomes torn by strife. Esau actually becomes the founder of an enemy nation, and, and he faced exile from his family for years because of that. And, and the thing is, because God had said he was going to receive it anyway, he would have received it even without all, of, I believe that fully. He, no matter, God would have made a way, and this wasn't the best way, God would have made a way. There was a way that this was going to work out um, in his timing. And and they just didn't wait for it. So, uh, you, you know, the blessing, why couldn't he just give another blessing? The, A person's word was binding, and, and um, Isaac's blessing was irre, irre, irrevocable. Once it was given, it was given. He couldn't give another one. That's the way it was. And... and uh, and so he, he made sure he, he did this blessing. And as I explained that, you know, th- this would happen at the end of his life. A lot of fathers would wait till the end to see who, who was, you know, shaping up to receive it properly. And, uh, uh, and it went along with the birthright, but that you needed the birthright and the blessing for it all to be binding. And so um, it was all heading towards Jacob anyway. All right, that's the bulk of it. Lots of stuff in that chapter, but that gets most of it in there. If you're watching my video, thanks for doing that. We appreciate you and uh, we hope to see you next time.